Well, I can't believe that it's been 50 years of the... 50 years? 50, 50 years. years? It feels I'm like, not even 50. You know what? It feels like 50 years when I have to deal with you two. Wow. But 50 episodes of Piercing the Veil. So I, even though I didn't do it right at the very beginning, I'll give a hearty 50th anniversary. Hey, kids! Welcoming you all to Piercing the Veil. With me, Robin Pierce. Me, Tiff. And me, Stephen Pierce. I'm. I've actually been thinking a lot about this today. Um, that it's our fiftieth show, and I think I'm going to kick off. We've got a few things to talk about, but I, I've, I think I'm going to kick off by asking you both your favourite memories of the show, concerned with the show. Okay. Um, mine, I'll start off with mine to give Tiff time to think because <laughs> she's looking at me completely blankly, even though I told her I was going to ask this question two weeks ago, two weeks ago. Um, I can't believe that it's been 50 episodes since you and I, Steve, sat facing each other, um... At this very desk. Yeah. And I'd had a notion about doing a podcast. And I'd been asked, why didn't I do a podcast? And I couldn't think of anything worse than an hour or whatever it would run of, of, of just me talking. And I could never figure out how to do it. And I could never figure out why to do it. Then all of us went to see... The legendary Kevin Smith do his Hollywood Babble On um, podcast live in Manchester. And I realised that what I needed was a partner, somebody to bounce off. Somebody who would throw back as much as I was. And that was logically yeah. you. And that was the beginning of this journey. <clears throat> I had no idea back then what we were doing, where we were going, no. how we would get there, how long it would be going. Microphones didn't work most nights. Ah, now there's a story. Hmm. I bought a microphone, but it was a unidirectional one. And then I bought another microphone for the second show, so we could have one each. Um, but the program that we use for recording this would only accept one microphone at a time. So that didn't work, and it was third times the charm, and this was the, the microphone that actually worked for us that we've used ever since. Yeah. And I also use for um, Southside Broadcasting's events, um, like Resonance Rewind. Uh, so that was, that was a little bit of frustrating expenditure right at the beginning. And I, I think that my favourite memory is the whole... I don't want to sound like a cop-out, but thinking back, it's how you and I started. Yeah. Cluelessly. Let's be honest. Cluelessly. Yeah. And we slowly built up a following. People who would listen to this show. And to this day, I... I I don't know why, but we're grateful that you're there. And after a few shows, we used to do weekly. Yeah, but that was getting hard. That was getting hard. Then Tiff joined us because she wandered in for dinner one evening yeah. and decided to stay for the show. And we didn't know if that was going to be a one-off or not. But, you know... We couldn't get a, couldn't use a crowbar to get her off the nope. show these days, <laughs> and I think that was another really great memory, because the show has grown, and it's kind of evolved into what it is now, with the three of us. Um, your coming on the show, Tiff, yeah. changed the show yeah. dynamic, and gave us an extra level of. Manic unpredictability, where usually it goes like, I will mention something to you, and I'll look over, 
and I'm 99% sure you know exactly where I'm going, and I'll look over to you for a response, <laughs> but I'll look into your eyes, and I can see butterflies. <laughs> and I'm thinking, no, she has not one clue. <laughs> uh... And it's almost like, where did I lose you, Tiff? From right the at the very beginning. <laughs> But it, it's it's that kind of thing that I I love about the show, and the fact that it all it, it brings us all together. We don't know where it's going yet, but we've lasted fifty episodes, and I, as far as I'm concerned, there's no end date no. to this, any more than there is to the website or anything else. It's just it just keeps yeah. on going, and we all contribute something very different. And we we create something which personally, even though it's it's got no budget, the entire budget for this show was blown on the first three mics about four years ago. <laughs> and it it it's more than the sum of its parts. Yeah. We we create some kind of weird magic here. But it's it the journey itself is my, my favourite memory. And, you know, some of Tiff's mispronunciations and some of Tiff's blonde moments as well. Yeah. 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 But uh, you and I, Steve, right at the very beginning, we, we came together and we created something that still goes on to yeah. this day. And as far as I'm concerned, long may it continue. Right, who wants to go next? I do actually have one. Go on then. I think I don't know what show it was exactly, but I think it was it was definitely one of the earlier ones, and we had gone to see Midsummer. Oh yeah. And I remember we put a shout out to Sweden to ask if they had any inbreds <laughs> and if they could get in touch with us. <laughs> I remember. I remember. I and remember. And inbreds a thing in Sweden. I remember, yes, because of a certain sequence yeah. in that, and we, because we'd always seen Swedish people in a certain way, yeah. where they were like perfection. Yeah. You know, did they have any throwbacks? Yeah. 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 I remember that. Um, for the record, Sweden never responded. No. But to be fair, I've been looking at some of the statistics for the show, and. You can see where which countries we are listened to. We're actually quite big in uh, the UK. We're quite big in the USA, believe it or not. Um, Malaysia, I don't know why. Australia. Sweden, they never heard of us. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a good thing. Tiff. Um, I Here's think one of, one those of my favourite episodes was the... I think it was the first one when you were answering questions from the public and they put out a question saying, what do you think about this actor? can't remember his Kurt name. Russell. Oh, Kurt Russell. There we go, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And even though you've seen his films, yeah. when we turned to you, it was, who's Kurt Russell? <laughs> oh. Uh. I remember that. Now, one of the high spots of the shows that we do is um, game kind of reviews with, with Steve. And this time round, we have a neat tie-in with a movie that... Yeah. Okay, it came out just before Christmas, but we've only just seen it on Blu-ray. Resident Evil. Now... I was a bit iffy about watching Resident Evil because I've seen some of the previous ones in the franchise and I've never made it past three and I've never stayed awake all the way through number two. No. So it was like, ah, Miller Jovovich. Oh, these are just dire. I don't even know what they are anymore. <laughs> um, but this was a completely different kettle of zombies. It's... Resident Evil, welcome to Raccoon City. Steve loved it, and he's about to tell you why. The 
to start with the previous series, the previous films in the series. Um, I think they were done by. I know the first one was done by Paul W. Anderson, or was yeah. it Paul W. S. Anderson? Or was it W. Paul Anderson? Yeah, whatever his name is. Um, that was basically. <laughs> You're laughing. Kind of like who's Kurt Russell. Whatever no, his name is. No, we knew. We know who he is. <laughs> they basically. I always thought that the the original ones with is it Mila Jovovich? Jovovich. Yeah. That those films. Say his name again. Those films. It's a her. Oh, say your yeah. name again. Mila Jovovich. Yeah. Okay. Um, those films. Fifty episodes in, we're still mangling those people's films, names. Um, were pretty much kind of what someone who hasn't played Resident Evil thinks Resident Evil is. Okay. And for the most part, it doesn't work at all. Right. The first one I liked, but after that it goes into this weird martial arts thing that I, I don't even know where they got that from because it's never been in the games. So there are no martial arts in the games? No. Okay. Never has been. Whereas with... I think the Welcome to Raccoon City is the best video game tie-in movie because it's actually got iconic scenes from the game in the movie. Like The first time you see a zombie in the game is recreated in the film exactly the one with the lab coat when he's just about to get up when they're in the mansion house. Oh, right. Not, not, not in the orphanage. No. Oh, okay. What they did with Raccoon City is they basically tied in the first and second video game. Yeah. So they're basically taking point taking place at the exact same time. Right. And what I liked as well was the fact that it was far more tense than the previous films. Because the previous films weren't tense at all. It was tense. I will I will absolutely back you up on that. It was tense. But the one thing that I wanted to add as well is there have been so many video video games of Resident Evil, but there seems to there's an order to play them in that people don't seem to realise. So I couldn't just jump in and play Resident Evil Village. This well, you could, but well, no, you can't. Okay. Resident Evil, one, two, and three. Yeah. Are basically one story. Right. So, so am I like about nine games away from playing Village then? No. Oh. Don't bother with four, five or six. Why not? Because they seem to go off in a different direction and it doesn't really work for the franchise at all. Okay. But, um, seven and eight are reboots. Okay. So you can actually just play one, two, three. Yeah. Seven, eight. Oh, right. You don't have to actually play the middle section at all. Oh. But I loved the movie. Are you going to give a a marking? Oh, it's a nine. A Stevie score? It's a nine. Right. But where they're going with the sequel, hopefully, that would get a ten. If they go the way I think they're going. Is it why. a secret? Well, you're supposed to ask, oh, what? Where do you think they're going? No, I thought you were going to actually no, no. carry on. No, no. You ask him, Tiff. Why? What's going on? I think they're going to go with the Nemesis story. Why? I have no idea what you're talking about because I've not watched or played. played or... Them. You're going to need to raise your voice up. Nemes- people are just going to hear mumble, mumble, Nemesis mumble. is the... In the original trilogy, he was the main villain that literally you can't really kill. He just hunts you the entire game. Okay. Um... They did try to do him in the sequel of the original Resident Evil films, but they didn't get him. He looked like him, but the whole thing behind it wasn't quite right. Okay. What makes you think that they're going to go with Nemesis? If it helps you, Tiff, I don't know what Nemesis is either. Okay. Like, I know it's a ride in Alton Towers. It's not that. Fine. Um, basically, it's worth a shot. Nemesis is the blonde is back. Like the 
he's like the ultimate weapon that can't be killed at all. He's bullets, anything, that doesn't work. Okay. And basically, the reason I think they're going that way is because Resident Evil 2 is actually set roughly the same time as 3, and in the post credit sting, that's where it's leading. Okay. Because all the key <clears throat> characters for that film have already been set up. All right. Well, I, I just enjoyed it from the point of view of it being a zombie movie. I didn't feel that I needed to have played the game to enjoy it. I'm I'm hoping that I won't have needed to play the game to enjoy Uncharted, which we're seeing this yeah. coming week. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I would give it a an overall, I think... I think eight. Okay. That's what I would give it. I'll accept that. Now then, Tiff, what have you been streaming? So... This is not uh, a, a cue for you to describe your latest cold symptoms. I don't have a cold. Streaming. Yeah, I know, but I don't have a cold. I know you don't, but it's a joke. Yeah, but now people might think I've had COVID or something. Public announcement. <laughs> Tiffany has not now <laughs> or ever had COVID. Thank you. Uh, so... <laughs> I recently found out, and I don't know how it missed me, but Grey's Anatomy season 18 has started. Right, tell me what this Grey's Anatomy is about, because I've never watched it. It's a medical TV series drama. Okay. Is this why you're such a hypochondriac? No. Okay. So it actually shocks me how <clears throat> a TV series can go on for 18 seasons and you not lose interest into it at all. Okay. So it started, I can't even remember what year it started. I started watching it back when it was in at least season 12 or something like that. Is this what you used to hog the Netflix to watch? So you've used the entire no, bandwidth when no, you lived here? No, no, no. I used, that was for Pretty Little Liars. Okay, uh, can I just pause you there? I think our fourth cast member does want to make an appearance because she's barking at the door. This is Steve letting Bo in. Come on in. Good girl. Hello. Hiya, Bo. Hello. Yes, you've said hello to... Yes. Yeah, there you go. Please carry on. So season 17 was about... I found a lot of TV series, especially um, ones that are, I don't know how to explain it, ones that are like set in real life sort of thing, have done an, a season about COVID. Oh yeah. So I found it, I actually found it hard to watch. Like not reality shows as such, but real world shows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... This is all based in Seattle. Okay. About in a hospital called um, Grace Sloan Hospital. And they did, season 17 was all based on COVID. Um, Meredith, who is like, who is the star in that show, she actually gets COVID and then goes into a coma. She does come out of having it and she now is on season 18 and we're going on how she goes on with her life okay um but yeah i found personally for me i found any tv series that were basing their current season on covid was hard to watch because i kind of felt like i was watching tv or tv series or like a movie to escape the reality of covid and, here and it then was. here it was, we're all talking about COVID again. So it wasn't really escape because you'd get it in the news, you'd hear about it from people and everything like that, all about COVID, all doom and gloom. So then you come home, you're like, finally, I can relax, don't have to hear about COVID. And then you switch on the TV and here we are again, COVID. So I felt that was a bit I, tiresome. I can understand exactly how you feel. But with things like that, I think... If they're set in the real world, they'd be remiss if they didn't do yeah. anything with it. Yeah, I get, I get the reason why they did it, but 
for me, I just found it tiresome. So now I'm kind of glad that TV series are now going on with other directions instead of talking yeah, about COVID. season season eighteen. Th- this is interesting because there aren't that many series. Let's take soap operas out of it. You know, your stuff like uh, Coronation Street and EastEnders, which we don't watch anyway, yeah. which don't even have seasons. But you know, shows like Grey's Anatomy they tend not to last that long. I mean, we've got The Simpsons, which is 30-plus years in now, and I've lost interest in it. Yeah. We yeah. we used to watch the forensic drama Bones. Yeah. With... Um, David Boreanaz. David Boreanaz and, and, and Emily yeah. Deschanel. Yeah. And that ran about what, 12, 13 seasons. After about 11, I lost interest in it. Yeah. Yeah, after um, about 11, I did too. I never lost interest in The Big Bang Theory, and maybe the difference is The Big Bang Theory was comedy, not drama. And they were twenty-minute episodes, not hour-longs. Yeah. Um, Smallville lasted ten. Smallville lasted ten. I never lost my interest in Smallville. I think after ten, people decide to stop whilst they're ahead. Yeah. I think with Big Bang Theory, if they had done a season thirteen, personally, I would have lost interest. Well, I'm not sure because I think, I think I'd mentioned this to you before, Dad. That if they, because a lot of TV series were doing stuff about COVID, I did mention ages ago that if Big Bang Theory did a season about them having COVID or just COVID being around, that that would have been pure yeah. comedy gold. Especially I remember you. Sheldon. We were we were on a walk when you mentioned yeah. that. Yeah. And Sheldon would have been completely paranoid. Everything. Yes. yes. I think that would have been a really good TV season. See that? I think. That would definitely, as you say, work. I think where I was going from was that every season towards the end seemed to evolve with, right, Bernadette's having a baby. Okay. Bernadette's having a baby. Okay. But that's Penny's what having happens a in baby. real life, though, isn't it? Yeah. You didn't like Buffy the Vampire Slayer season four because they left high school. I didn't like that at all. And... To me, it sounded true yeah. because after school, you do go your own your your your, yeah. your little social group from school tends yeah. to go their own way. Yeah, and then if you're very lucky, they get back together again. But I think what's yeah. going to say with Big Bang Theory is that's a show that I think it did the right thing. Yeah, on finishing when it did. Yeah. yeah. I think that's why I struggle with Simpsons because they've all kept them the same age. Yes, there's yeah. been no evolution. No. But they did age in the first season. They had birthdays. Yeah. Um, X Files is another one. And I've never watched past season six, and I'm doing a, a, a. going through them all now, and I'm about halfway through season two. And I'm looking forward to seeing how that evolves. Because I understand that David Duchovny, one of the stars, actually drops out for a season or half a season or season and a half or something. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how that A show evolves. that I did really enjoy, um, <clears throat> and I'm re-watching now, is Dexter. Oh, I really like and Dexter. I know that the event series has been on Sky, but I am definitely going to be buying the... Box out of that because I'm going through them again. Yeah, I really enjoyed Dexter. I really, I really enjoyed Dexter. I really enjoyed Breaking Bad. Yeah. The TV series that I really, really enjoyed the first season and the second season was Prison Break. After the second season, just don't bother. It was just. It's like in I... really nice words. It was crap. I found, like, another show was that I did start watching was Supernatural. Yeah. 
that's a show that at times I feel like season one especially had some really good episodes and I like the idea of going around America and and kind of having like a Buffy kind of story but with better effects. Okay. But for some reason after season one and despite the fact I've enjoyed it, I'm like, you know what, I'm done now. Yeah. I watched it up to the <clears throat> excuse me, the end of season one. Um I like but what I, I saw anything but, else. And then I saw um was the, you know, complete box set or whatever came available. And so I thought, Oh, how many seasons did they do in the end? It's like fourteen seasons. Yep. Huh. Yep. You're seeing it, you're thinking, that that's that's a commitment. Yeah. Yeah. But then you could say the same about Grey's Anatomy yeah. with eighteen seasons. Now then, what we've done for our fiftieth <clears throat> episode is we put out questions to the audience. And this is something that I, I like doing because it gives us a little bit of feedback. Uh we got a couple of questions. Um, it also means that we can just react and not have to keep on coming yeah. up with stuff. So basically, it makes us kind of lazy. But the first question came from Brian Smith. Brian Eugene Smith. Now, do you remember what we used to do with Brian? Because he used to tell us that the podcast kept him awake while he was oh, yeah. driving. No, made him fall asleep. No, kept him awake. Yeah. Didn't oh, right, okay. Yeah. Christ, I hope it didn't make him <laughs> fall asleep. Brian. Brian. No, it's because I thought Brian. you said stay awake, Brian. That was it. Stay yeah. awake, Brian. Yeah. yeah, so that's why I Shall we give him one, all three of us? Oh, no, it was way awake. Wasn't it wake up, Brian? Yeah, yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. Right. Are we ready? On <laughs> three. One, two, three. Wake, wake up, up, Brian. Brian. Now, Brian asked. Let me see. Dum 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 dum. What is your favourite Godzilla design? Well, and is it the Gigan Megalon era suit? It's not that one. <laughs> okay. Just no. On every level. Why not? Why not? Because it's awful. It's the worst. The best suit, the best suit, isn't from the Showa era. Okay, listen, you've got to explain what you're saying, okay? It's just called the Showa era. But our our, our listeners are going to be thinking, what's he talking about, Showa era? What's he talking about? Literally, the box set says. I I know, I know, I know, I know. Showa era is the early okay. era. It's not More the... explanations. Okay, even. it's not the early era. It's not the middle and era. You've got to spin this out because Tiffany is on her phone looking at different Godzilla right. designs. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't supposed right. to say that. It's not the early era. It's not the middle era. How many eras are there? Well, they go with the Japanese emperors yeah. or something, don't they? I like when he, when he <laughs> lights up blue. <laughs> Tiffy lights up blue in every film. Yeah, but like the first one. Oh, good. Question. It's in the Millennium series. Okay. Um, Godzilla All Out Monsters Attack. Yeah, right. that's it, Millennium. Where? That's my favourite. You're welcome. His eyes are completely white. I felt that that made him kind of look blind. But it did give him a very threatening look as well. And I liked that one, how. You'd gone from time to time where at one stage he was a friend to everyone, then he was the villain. Whereas in that one, he just killed everything. Didn't matter what it was. Okay. Now, mine, you see, the original Godzilla suit Yeah. from the 1950s, four suits made in 1950s, and this was like rubber on a bamboo frame. Yeah. Let's not forget yeah. that. A bamboo frame. It looked okay. Yeah. 
as the series evolved and he became less a metaphor for atomic oh. bomb testing in the Pacific, they kind of made him friendlier and, as you've said, a friend to children everywhere. And those films became quite dumb. Yeah. And much as I like the Godzilla movies, much as I like Batman, you've yeah. got to point out eras that are dumb. Yeah. And the American uh, distribution companies who picked up the Toho releases, dubbed them into English, and made them into comedies, really didn't help. Neither did the Toho designers who wanted to make Godzilla much more friendly, and they gave him a less reptilian, more anthropomorphic yeah. look, made him friendlier with bigger eyes, made him look a little bit cuddlier. Yeah. So, he, he it didn't look good. No. It didn't look good at all. Um, I would have said that I preferred the look in Godzilla 1984. Yeah. The Heisei. Hensei. Hensei era. There's four but different eras. That's the one. Yeah. The one I actually like much, much more is the Millennium era. Yeah. yeah. Because that's that's bulkier. Oh, so we it's all more yeah. reptilian, it's more threatening. Because we as human beings are geared up to kind of fear. We're wired to fear reptiles. Yeah. Um, like, you know, snakes, because reptiles tend not to like us too much no. and they will attack. Yeah. You know, and, um, okay, I'm not saying that there's a killer gecko out no. there, <laughs> um, but there certainly are killer alligators. Yeah. And he's, he's got more of that threatening reptile look. And his fins at the back are way bigger. They are way bigger, so when they glow blue which means that he is building up charge, if you like, yeah. for a radioactive blast through his mouth, you you really, do, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's an event. Yeah. Um, so I'm going for the millennium era, um, you know, Godzilla, Final Wars, and... So all that monsters attack, that oh, era. That era, yeah. yes. The end of the, the sort of actual Toho run yeah. before... They started coming back more more recently, th and that suit isn't bad either. But I think all that I think all that monsters attack was the one just before final was. Yeah, Tiff, are you with us on this? I said millennium. Okay, so from the very beginning, I give my first vote before anybody else. Only because you were looking at them. Yeah. And he did mention. Um, Gigan and Megalon. So let's kind of have a look at some of the. Godzilla villains, the really, really bad ones. Abira. You. What? He's a giant, He's a giant killer lobster. They throw rocks at each other for about 20 minutes. I need to see this. Yeah. E B R I A H. Horror I think you've deep. seen the film. Hang on, if I'll bring it up on the computer for you, Tiff. He's, um... Oh, right, okay. He is literally... Yeah, that's weird. Now, that, to me, is not the worst. No, the worst would be Um, He mentioned Megalon... And Megalon is a bipedal humanoid burrowing insect resembling a beetle standing 55 metres tall and weighing 40,000 metric he tons. He doesn't count. Why? Because he was meant to... Jet Jaguar was supposed to be... Jet the, Jaguar is a robot that becomes giant, giant-sized or, or something. It's supposed to be a film with Jet Jaguar that wow, they found... The... Well, there's Megalon, Tiff. Yeah, I've seen um, 
Let's see. Uh, while Megalon possesses limited intelligence, he, uh, he must be led to his destination by the protagonist robot, Jet Jaguar. He makes up for it with his strength. Megalon has two drill-like front appendages, which means that his arms are drills, which it uses for both burrowing and weapons, and a set of wings, usually covered by a beetle-like shell. The creature can fly, burrow, and swim at high speeds. Unlike most kaiju, under fire from humans who prevail with brute force, Megalon uses retreat and ambush tactics to defeat human forces in his first encounter. Um, he's got a horn like a rhinoceros beetle, uh, from which he can fire lightning-like bolts of electricity, and it spits napalm fire bombs. That is a big thumbs down yeah. for me. You, Tiff? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, what's worse than a Megalon is a Gigan. No. What? He is the second best villain. No, he's not. Yes, he's got like he steel is. claws, <laughs> as you can see, Tiff, yeah, and a buzz saw through. That's a robot King Kong you're looking at. It's Mechanicon. Mechanicon. Yeah. Is that the worst one? Well, I'm just looking at him. Well, look at this guy with a buzz saw running through his stomach. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's cool. Is that the one that you've got the model of upstairs? Yes. Oh, you sad, sad boy. <laughs> the Millennium version. I hate to say it. Yeah. Nerd. Um, yeah, he looks ridiculous. He is ridiculous. My favourite is when he goes against Kong. Okay. The new Kong. one. I don't know. I just like when he goes against King Kong. Why? What's wrong with that? Because they're completely different. What do you mean? Well, well the they first are against King. He goes yes, against King. Yes, yeah. He did There's it in 1963, battle. right? Yeah. And that was so bad. King Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah. Mhm. Do you know what King Kong versus Godzilla is in Japanese? What? Kingu Kongu Taj Gojira. Okay. Okay. King Kong can control lightning as well and use his mind. In that, in the American version, there is the line from the Japanese uh, authorities when both creatures are heading towards Tokyo. We must evacuate Toko, Tokyo, maybe all of Japan. You mean the new one, don't you? Yeah. You do mean the new one. Yeah, yeah okay. Right. Um, King Caesar to me, is the one of the worst. It's yeah. the second worst. Mm. Bialante's the worst. Because... Once what... he goes against a Zilla. He went in Final Wars. Zilla is the first American... I think American... that would be interesting. Oh, it doesn't last long. Oh, no. That That's the uh, Matthew Broderick film from the 90s, the American one. And Tokyo Toho bought the rights to that Godzilla, just so they could kill that Godzilla. Oh. Fine. There's King Caesar. He's like a reptile with a lion head and a funny tail. Yeah. But my 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 all time worst. But he does wag his tail and stuff, so that's. Isn't his main enemy King Ghidorah? Yes. Yeah. But he he's the best. Violante, imagine um, Godzilla having to fight a mutated Rose. Okay. That's Hold on. But it also has the spirit of his dead daughter in as well. Wasn't it a scientist's dead daughter? The scientist's dead daughter and yeah. Rose kind of combine... To make a vengeful Rose. Yeah. Who then flies into our space. And that is the rarest and most expensive of the Godzilla films to buy these days. And nobody who... No, even reviews, nobody knows exactly what that film even 
Yes. Nobody who ever saw this film was ever quite the same again. To be honest, I don't think I've seen it. You're just staring at the screen with your mouth wide open. Because that, literally, it looks like Audrey 2 from, from Little Shop of Horrors, but that is a Godzilla villain. No looking at the images on the screen. Yeah. I can honestly say I have never seen that film all the way through. I am just literally thinking, what a piece of shit. Do I have to slip you a little piece of paper that says language? Yeah, but that's not that bad. Not really swearing. I will allow that once. That's another memory. From the early days. Stephen swearing. Stephen swearing. And me handing you a a piece of paper saying language. I'm surprised you didn't get a sticky note. And you carried on swearing. So I handed you another piece of paper with language in block capital underlined with a few exclamation points. And you thought I was telling you I, wa- I wanted you to swear more. I they said speak up. No. <laughs> oh. I don't know how we managed to make 50 episodes. Um, my favourite Godzilla villain, King Ghidorah. Yeah. The, also known as Monster X... The large golden three-headed dragon, and when um, they they managed to defeat God's um, Ghidorah, um, they gave him a couple of mechanical heads, and it only ever made him cooler. Yeah. This is before they started yeah. remaking them, obviously. Um, so there's your answer, Brian. We now go to, let me see, let me see, let me see, my Facebook. Um, Another friend, Robert E. Kaiser. What do you think of the Peacemaker series so far? Robert, I would love to tell you that I love this series more than anything else that I've seen in a very long time. But... But it's not showing in this country, the UK, at the moment. Nope. Um, normally, film uh, series that go out on HBO in America show on Sky Atlantic here in the UK. Sky Atlantic and Now TV currently have no plans to air Peacemaker. It's been speculated this is because streaming service HBO Max is building up to launch in the UK which may mean certain contracts need to be renegotiated. Renegotiated, even. Director James Gunn has assured viewers on Twitter that Peacemaker will be available in the UK soon, promising he just has to work out some things first. I'm guessing that at the rate that they're moving at the moment, we will probably get this imported on Blu-ray before we see it on TV. Yeah. That that actually wouldn't surprise me at all. So I would love to watch it because I've I've loved most things that Cena has done. Yeah. We followed that guy's career since he he started with the WWE. Yeah, since his um thugonomics days. Yes. And Tiff used to get very het up during SummerSlam and encourage him to put somebody through a windscreen very yeah. loudly <laughs> and profanely so that's that um, yes we've spoken quite a bit about the the, the um, Godzilla movies thanks to Brian and it might as well be now that I announce on the show that next year, 2023, I'm going to be launching a series of Kaiju Chaos movies on the website, robinpierce.co.uk, and I'm going to cover the entire Godzilla series and all of the villains from all angles. I'm going to watch them all again, all 30 of them. But this year, I'm doing something called the Summertime Slaughter, where I've picked up, well, probably around 30 or more, slasher films. 
that I'm going to be watching and hoping that they tur don't turn my mind towards murder. Because I remember as a kid, my, 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 my sister had, had somehow convinced my mother that watching horror movies would make me into a psychopathic killer. And look at me, I'm perfectly normal, aren't I? Aren't I? Children. <laughs> so that's going on at robinpierce.co.uk at the moment and will be carrying on all through the year. Next year, be prepared. Godzilla makes landfall on the website. Right then. Do we have anything to add? Other than... Well, our audience are going to know this anyway because they'll have seen it before they hear the show. We are actually unveiling the the brand spanking new logo to Piercing the Veil with this show. And it's Tiff's own design. Yes. It's Tiff's idea, actually, to have a logo. Yeah. And shall we, Steve, tell our audience the story of why there's now a podcast logo? Because our little diva doesn't like photographs taken unless she's had time to do her hair and makeup. Yeah. Like a Hollywood star. Yep. So, what, what inspired you with the logo that you came up with, which is a classic black and white design of a microphone? Um, personally, I just thought that it was something better to keep very neutral, um, only because we cover so many... Um, what do you call it? I don't know. I don't know. We cover so many sections in like gaming. Genres even? Yeah, that we go. Movies, day-to-day -day stuff. It was just easier to keep it very neutral instead of like trying to put us in like a pinhole to say that we only talk about this. It, it was something that needed to remain quite neutral and open so but I, I think you've I done a really it. good job thank you yes yes um okay next time we're together we are going to have to skip a show yeah because normally we'd be recording the next one on the 26th of february but we are not here we are in manchester manchester england baby doing some pre-big birthday weekend shopping as you, Tiff, turn 26, and I have a birthday too. And How old will you be, since you have to say my age? 27. No, you won't be. 62. Thank you. Um, so, we are back together again on the 12th of March. Yeah. That's going to be a special themed show. Okay. I've taken an executive decision. It's going to be a specially themed show. Because on the 4th of March, you and I, Steve, yep. are at the first screening of Matt Reeves' The Batman. Yes. Now then, there aren't that many subjects on this planet closer to my 62-year-old heart than the Caped Crusader. So I'm hoping that you'll have been able to see that film because you did have a thing for Robert Pattinson back no, in the day. No, I didn't. Didn't you? I wasn't team... Um, what was it? I wasn't team Edward. I was team Jacob. Oh. Yeah. He was the werewolf in Twilight. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, we expect you to have seen this film because we'll be discussing it. Oh. We will also be taking a look back at other Batman films, yes. other Batman. What did we like? What did we not like? And all that kind of stuff. Uh, what are our favourite Batman yeah. stories? All this. So that's kind of what I've got planned. I mean, let's face it. 
If I can't be part of a Batman show, then who on earth can? Right? Right. Am I right or am I wrong? You can cover Batman on computer games. Yes. See, so you're interested now, aren't you? And by then, of course, we will have um, maybe a couple more um, summertime slaughters under our our belts. So, yes, that's how it's going, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. What do you think, Tiff? Yeah, sounds good. So it's not going to be a surprise to you when we when we start off with this then no. next week because you're making notes of it now. So as Tiff needs to be fed, and she can get a little bit snappy when she needs to be fed, I think it's about time that we said farewell for this show. So it's so long from me, Robin Pierce. And thank you so much for listening over the last 50 episodes, including this one. Uh, Tiff? See you from Tiff. And see, see you next time from me, Steve. And stay low, stay sharp, stay weird. <laughs>